the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. This is on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. And we're ready to talk gardening with you on this uh, Father's Day. So give us a call and uh, uh, tell us what's going on in your gardening world. And if you've got a story you want to share about your dad and gardening, I noticed there were some hosts on KLUP and on The Answer, rather, that were asking people to call in about experiences with their dad and stuff. But I don't know if... uh, if you've got any, I don't have any gardening, dad, well, dad no, gardening experience. Do you have no, any dad gardening Jerry experience? Jerry and I are over 70, so okay. uh, our dad's, uh, it's been a while. Okay, but you can still, there. maybe there was some like advice they gave you well, or they introduced you to something? My, yeah, well, my father my, used to say, rake it better. <laughs> okay. And my dad used to say that. The thing these, are, he, these are not heartwarming stories so far. No, yeah. He, my dad used to say the w- worst thing about my grandfather was that he loved gardening, so he's hate, hated it ever since. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wait a minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I can hey, re- you got any other questions? No questions. I have no questions. I can recall questions. a school project. I can't remember whether I was in kindergarten or first grade, but the teacher said that we had to go home and count how many trees were in our yard. And yeah. And that, that, so, you know, you got to be young, otherwise that one doesn't make any sense. So I came back, and I counted every one of them, did it with my mother, uh-huh. 67 trees. Wow. And so I almost got, I basically got called a liar by the teacher. But when we used to rake, we would rake up over 100 bags of leaves every fall. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, with 67 trees, yes. Yes. Huh. Is this in Texas? Yeah, it's in Austin. Oh, in Austin. Okay. Must have been a big place. <laughs> N- no, but the name of the subject <laughs> was Castlewood Forest. Okay. No. So uh, it was a forest before they started building houses. <laughs> and this will surprise you, but I can remember, I have a picture in my mind of going out in the backyard with my dad and just him giving me the hose and telling me what to water and stuff and me watering it. This that, is think sad. That was the, think I've that got was, a tear in my That was the last time I think I watered things. <laughs> yeah, he burnt you. Yeah. <laughs> is this in Louisiana? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, uh, watering's not a big deal there, is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you need to water I, a little I, bit. I've heard not, it rains there occasionally. It does rain there occasionally, yes. Uh <laughs> it, well, i tell you I what. was there when we planted the pecan tree and the weeping willow. The weeping willow was huge. I tell you what, my brother and I did. Okay, kind of a dad thing. Uh huh. 
I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm scared. Be very, <laughs> very afraid. I should yeah, have reported them. Please call us. Uh, 8867. Yeah. <laughs> My yes. dad, uh-huh. we had a 56 Chevrolet yeah. truck, which I still drive. I think so. <laughs> uh, no, you don't, or I would have been asking you to buy it a long time ago. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he he bought it new, and uh, he had, we had a friend in uh, in Memphis, and we we're in Somerville, right outside of Memphis, forty-two miles east of Memphis, and uh, so he took it upon himself to. Uh, offer the to bring them bring them some manure for their garden. He wasn't gonna load it. Yeah. So guess who got to load it? You and your brother. Yep. <laughs> we got to load it in that hot chicken. I was in the summer. Oh, jeez. And uh, that dust. Chicken and, dust. And ever since then, he's known that's is where he wanted his <laughs> career to be. Yeah. Could have been worse. Could have had a friend that had cows. <laughs> and, uh, is that worse than chicken? Uh, oh, well, yeah. it's certainly messier. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you get more for shovel. Uh, Horse, horses are This is easier. chicken manure. Horses are easier. And so we loaded it and we unloaded it and uh, sweated our. Is, there's nothing like ha- having your arms and everything covered with sweat, and have chicken dust in the, in the droplets. I think this was the worst idea I've ever had. <laughs> ask, had stories about fathers, but but it wasn't over just then. Uh. Years ago, years later, my brother, who, who was a doctor, surgeon found that uh, we had been contaminated. There is an sp- uh, organism in chicken manure that uh, gets in your body and stays there for your entire huh. life. Wow. So we were contaminated as well as that's, delivering the chicken manure. That's reassuring because I was hoping. That may be why he's lived so long. Uh, yeah, maybe. Well. Maybe, it, maybe it's a good thing. Could yeah, be. I was kind of, you know, I was hoping that it wasn't... There was some outside force that turned Jerry in the way he was. I thought I thought he was going to say something that made him lose his hair. Uh, Could have. I don't know. (laughs) Everybody else in the family had luxurious, long, beautiful hair and Fabio Fabio hair. Yeah, Fabio hair, but not he and his brother. No, I was about uh, six years old, six or seven years old. Oh, okay. And I remember like it was yesterday that hot chicken house. And that dusted chicken manure in my sweat. Ugh. Well, that was some uh, inspiring uh, <laughs> That's right. discussions, uh, man. Almost I, anything it else sounds like he was Tom Sawyered. Uh, it almost does, but yeah. <laughs> no, Lynn and I both were loading the, loading the truck. Okay. Guess well. what my father was doing? Watching? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I still want to know about this uh, 56 Chevy truck. Uh, where is it now? Where is that I truck? actually brought that down to San Antonio. Uh, Did we, you really? Yeah. It was 20 we, years old. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm waiting to hear where it is. <laughs> oh, that well, was a lot of years ago. Though. We had it, uh, and uh, I, wanted, I wanted to trade it uh, for a, a, a family vehicle. And so I hauled it all the way down here from San, from Tennessee and uh, traded it with the guy that 
started the organization that we get plants from, Mr. Peterson. And uh, he worked on old cars. And he sold it to <laughs> the ne the neighbor there, and uh, that's the last I saw of it. All right, well, I know that neighbor. So now, uh, do you really? <laughs> I do. Oh, wow. He, he wasn't... Uh, so it's a good thing I brought this, this topic up. So, you're gonna get so if he's listening, remember I gave you a good deal on that Dosatron? Uh-huh, yeah. Hopefully he's still got that truck. <laughs> okay. Mr. Mr. Peterson uh, wasn't fooled with it or wasn't that, that interested in it because it uh, it had some rust on it, and he didn't like that. Yeah. And uh, where we had put the chains, we always carried chains in the truck, though pull people around or out of ditches or whatever. And uh, that chain had gotten rusted through the years and rusted out that that little pocket behind the seats. So uh, anyway, but yeah. I, I I'm going to learn to weld anyway. So <laughs> there you go. I often go. that'll be my excuse. I, I often wonder where that truck is. Uh, right I'm, I'm going to find out. out. This is exciting. It, it may take a while to see him again. but So uh, tune in next week with the saga <laughs> of well, Jerry's. Unless, he, unless he's listening and he shows up about once every six months. Oh, okay. Here at yes. the nurse? Yes. Is his wife the person that worked at uh, Case? I, I can't remember his name. He's got horses. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. right. Right across one, the street one, from Mr. One, Peterson. Yeah, one of the neighbors is the woman that was the uh, program uh, producer. Oh, okay. At the at the uh, one of the stations I work with. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero is our number, and you can call on anything you want. Just don't. Yeah, I'm scared if you call. <laughs> There's other stories I could tell. No, 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 no. That was that was beautiful. <laughs> uh, you can't top that one. <laughs> don't even That's try. True. That's true. Don't even try. All right. What's going on, Trace? What's going on here at the nursery? Uh, well, we've, we've been still getting good color stuff in, so plenty oh. of vincas, yeah, uh, zinnias, yeah. including uh, Dreamland and 10-inch pots. And uh, the mandavias are looking pretty good. But what's the most showy right now is going to be the Duranta, the Esperanza, and the Crepe Myrtle. Yeah. Okay, and the blue plumbago that Jerry oh, likes. Well, so. <laughs> yeah, but I've already sold half of them. So. Yeah, okay. sure did. So if you're and interested in a good price on plumbago <laughs> and beautiful plants, I would come. Yeah. Pretty quick. Oh yeah. It's, pretty, a, it's a great Father's Day plant because it's a it's a, a Father's Day color. Now, do um, you know, <laughs> do you know fathers have particular colors? I uh, know. Okay. Well, blue blue is. Oh, okay. blue is okay. Um. <laughs> Do fathers have to plant their own plants that are gifts for Father's Day? Depends on how old their kids are. Okay. <laughs> if their kids are really young or if their kids are relatively old, yeah. then yes. It's, okay. So it, so maybe maybe <laughs> that or gift card. Gift cards are great. <laughs> yeah. It was it was funny when I when I pull in the front lot, I always see what people have in their uh, basket or their what not trailer. Uh, uh, anyway where they get loaded the plants. And uh, the, today, usually it's one one plant. I mean, the, the, the one type that's predominate. But today, it was a combination of vinca and blue plumbago. Great combination. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, see that this guy with this wagon right here? Yeah, he's got a couple by. more. Blue got, that, got that blue plumbago in there. He's got and, two of them. And, and, and a Duranta. <laughs> That's the Inca Dinka Doo variety, I think. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Durante, named after Jimmy yeah, Durante. Yeah, Jimmy Duranta. Jimmy Duranta. We haven't been emphasizing the... <laughs> The uh, attraction of Duranta to the butterflies, but that's one of oh, the most spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. I think the birds like the berries. Well, they they eat them, but it's a, it's a kind of a it's late in the process. They're they're uh, and that that's an advantage in terms of the landscape potential because the the berries are very attractive, yellow berries, and uh, in a lot of you know like the hollies, they'll eat pretty quick, and you don't get to enjoy them. But uh, Duranta. Takes them a while. They a couple of freezes, or uh, at the end of the year they eat them all up. But uh, during you get to enjoy them for the rest of the winter. But uh, uh, they're, yeah, they're a pretty plant for yeah. sure. Calvin, that the porter weed is attracting some big old bumblebees. Yeah, <laughs> they are loving that. They know what to go after. Yeah, they. Uh, I, I meant to mention yesterday, but I, I see that fellow there, scouted in his wagon already. Is that uh, uh, yellow uh, bovine? Bovine, and that's one that uh, you ought to mention to David and Larry Stein about superstar. I, we, can, I, can, we, I can do that. Maybe we, David's listening. Maybe he'll you call think so? and tell us what he's thinking. Well, we 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 uh, looked at bovine, bovine, bovine. Uh, <laughs> uh, Five years ago, six years ago, and uh, it was impressive then, but uh, it seems to be really impressive. It is, over it is here. very popular uh, and drought so tolerant. The conversation I had with him was so long ago, like two days. I've already forgotten <laughs> most everything we talked about, other than we talked a lot about that purple leaf vitex because I yeah, asked, yeah, I asked yeah, him yeah. to survive the winter before last, and he said yes. Uh-huh. Then we talked about red porter weed. Yeah. There's another plant we just talked about over there is uh, the, our uh, sweet taters, uh, ornamental <laughs> sweet potato. Yeah, she got a bunch of them in her basket. Yeah. Well, the story on that is we were going to make that a Texas superstar until some of our extension of uh, horticultures reminded us that uh, it's illegal to sell sweet potatoes that are grown plants that are grown uh, south of San Antonio north to the north there and that it was a as a quarantined plant and that we would we would get in a lot of trouble well my our answer to that is usually but <laughs> that's your answer to many things. <laughs> but you listened this time? Is that what I'm, I'm understanding? Well, no, yeah, we did. And uh, Greg Grant said, "Well, I don't know about you. I don't know about y'all, but it's it's taking the country." And that was before we were popular down here, because Greg watches all that. But uh, <laughs> I still think Rock Rose would be a good one. I do too, Pavonia. And uh, I, I saw. You know, you know, you used to have them out front here. Yeah, they were here, and they they would bloom their burns out. They're behind you, and yeah. we got this batch in like three weeks ago, and it still hasn't stopped blooming. Yeah, and we put it in the shade where it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't, I still think that's a selection, 
because I don't remember Rock Rose uh, Pravonia being that good a bloomer. But I, I thought it had been solid I, bloom. I, I think another one that, that we should mention would be Copper Top Viburnum. Hmm. So I it's don't a think shrub. I, I don't know well, that. Well, that's because it's relatively new. It's only yeah. been out like two or three years. Yeah. But uh, it's it, uh, Oh, yeah. So it's a viburnum that has a copper hue to the new growth. And, oh, uh, and, and so you don't just get that small wave of blooms early in the year. You've got almost red tip fotinia growth coming out of the top. Yeah. I take it the deer don't eat it. Well, it's a viburnum, so theoretically, no. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a real asset. That, yeah. uh, I haven't heard reports of how well it survived the winter before last, but uh, I don't think very many viburnum, not too many plants made it, it. Other uh, than the sagos that we were yeah. always told we're going to die. It's got shade tolerance, too. No kidding. We're, we have it in the shade, and it's fine, cool. but I think the, the, the copper is, leaves the plant mm-hmm. when it's in the shade. Oh, huh. But they, uh, yeah, the viburnum took it on the chin. <laughs> I'm it, still nursing mine. <laughs> it doesn't get uh, that disease that uh, red tips get, right? No, no, no. Okay. Well, that could be a a good substitute for red tip. But anyway, uh, a lot of good selections. A lot of people walking out with the. The, most uh, most father, if you're just going to buy a plant for your father and you're recent to the area and you've got deer, there's only one blooming plant that you can pick up, and that's uh, uh, Vinca or Periwinkle. And there uh, are, uh, why does he say that every time? Uh, I have to correct him. There's about uh, that's six what you, or that's seven you, different plants that are. Bloom? Different. What are they? Angelonia. Okay, that one. Yeah, the uh, poinciana. No, they'll eat that. Rosemary. They eat the leaves off of it. Rosemary. Eat the they blooms eat, off they of don't it. in my neighborhood. Well, they do in you most just make, You make that up. Yeah. I mean, you talk. <laughs> no, we tried Cop- it in. Copper Canyon Daisy. Yeah. Thryalis. Yeah, Thryalis. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And there's, there, so Milton, on a lighter note. Yeah. <laughs> so look back over here to your uh, left of your radio dial, and there's some brand new patented varieties of hollies that came in. Oh, no. Oh, okay. So I love hollies. They have that columnar look, that like uh, sky pencil. Yeah. But sky pencil doesn't it doesn't like it here. Some some yeah. reason, I don't think we rain, rain enough. People don't water well enough. But this is a new one, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's going to be right there with uh, uh, all the upright. Uh, columnar hollies, so uh, uh, Scarlet's Peak and Will Fleming. Uh, yeah, but Will see- Fleming's been around for But a it while. seems to be more symmetrical, like Sky Pencil. Huh. Do we have uh, the What should people sta- Google? Standard Do they want to see what it looks like? They need to come here. Oh, just come here. Yeah, I can't remember. The, uh, there was like two new, two new varieties that they uh, Okay. Now, we've got, we've got lots of different uh, varieties of... Burford, but have, have we gotten the uh, supply of uh, standard Burfords in yet? Mm, come and gone like earlier. <laughs> I haven't seen any lately. Yeah. And but you you had some Nellie Stevens for. A I while. do have some Nellie Stevens in small and in relatively big. Good. And the foxglove is interesting. Yes, it is. It's pretty Dig- showy. Digitalis. Oh. That, that one I would bet would be deer resistant. Yeah, talk pretty, about pretty uh, sure it's going kind of now. Where would you do that? Is that morning sun or uh, shade? It's doing well right there, morning sun, afternoon shade. Yeah. Well, Is that any, sort of. any of your mysteries? 
Huh? Is that in any of your mysteries? Well, just uh, toxic heart. heart. Well, you what have. I, you're reading all these mysteries. You're, no. afraid, you're afraid to buy plants. <laughs> you said because they're they keep using these plants to kill people in these no. mysteries. <laughs> oh, no? I know that. I know. I don't. Oh, no, you just you were just talking about it. You're I was not it. talking about plants killing them. No. Well, you, you said you were afraid to get that because you're reading all these mysteries and. They're using the plants? Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> losing battle, Milton. I know. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up live from Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery. 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. What are you, what are you growing? What are you concerned about? Did we ever get any of the, um, what was the, the status on the flare? Did we get some flares in? Or I think we did, and I think they're gone. Oh. Well, if they're in bloom, they go pretty quick. Um, what? Flare hibiscus? Yeah. Get out of here. You got some in? I'm, I'm pretty sure I got them in. I'm pretty sure they're already gone. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were talking about it. I kind of remember you talking about it last week. Well, but that's good. Okay. Any other tropical hibiscus? I still saw some Texas star over there. Oh, that's a good one, too. Did I tell you that my brother-in-law story with that one? No. Okay. So I got a picture from him, I don't know, a couple weeks ago said what is this <laughs> and i said you fool <laughs> i sold you that two or three years ago it's uh, a Texas wow. star hibiscus he said i thought you sold it to me <laughs> so it has that that uh, marijuana looking leaf yeah. yeah that's why he wanted it <laughs> but that that big pretty red bloom yeah i, I planted some uh, i forget which variety it was up in kansas when i was up there now kansas a, a, a marijuana or is native up there. I mean, oh. the the uh, we we saw it in our, our orchards up there, and everything else. And they spray actually spray uh, farmers spray the de- the uh, pastures to kill it. Huh. Well, I'd probably get in trouble if they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think it was legal, but that's the first marijuana I ever saw. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the uh, it 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 was everywhere. But I, I took I took some of that uh, perennial hibiscus to Kansas, to Ka- Kansas State, and planted it in my backyard. And I swear, every neighbor in their in their neighborhood thought that I was I had planted marijuana. I said, "Well, y'all come on over and get some leaves, smoke it out, see what you think." <laughs> and you smoke <laughs> <It's> hibiscus? Like, <laughs> well, I guess you can smoke anything. Yeah. 
another uh, plant that we were talking about is fire spike. Mm-hmm. They really look oh, uh, yeah. foliage really looks good over there. Um, then it won't be booming for a while, but they're uh, uh, they say a plant for well in, inside or uh, outside uh, if it's still warm out. Yeah, and the, the uh, full shade. I, I tell people it's a substitute for hosta. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> and we you, know, you notice Trace doesn't sell any hosta here. Do you? Of course I do. People do you? People ask for it. I'm going to try to have oh, it. Oh, Lord. That, that Wessler syndrome is coming through. But for every hosta I sell, I sell them a thing of bug and snail bait, too. Oh, <laughs> How long does that uh, bug I, and snail I, bait last? I don't know, but I, I get two transactions uh, <laughs> instead of one. Yeah, What's that, up? That, that's you, definitely a Wessler, Leah. Yeah. It's just an office, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the snail won't eat. Uh, fire spike. Fire spike. Well, I, you, you talk about it as a, a replacement for hosta, but uh, we also talk about it as a replacement for uh, f- firebush. Uh, you know that in the shade, yeah. Yeah, for that that attraction when the hummingbird. Migrants are coming through, and the oh, firebush yeah. on the on the patio is uh, it's just spectacular to watch <laughs> them fight over at the various uh, uh, ruby throats and rufus. And yeah. I was amazed how many uh, were on the uh, American beautyberry when that bloomed. Yeah, I, I saw you. You got some really nice American beautyberries over there. I bet they don't last long. There's uh, well, when they were in bloom, we moved them up front. We sold about half of them, so the berries are already forming. So we'll sell the other half of them as uh-huh. soon as those berries turn purple. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's a, a spectacular shade plant. It is. Yep. And the, 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 let's see. Now those berries go fast. It's not like our. Uh, um, <laughs> Durantas, yeah, Durantas will last all winter, but yeah, the, be- the beauty berry, berries are, are the berries are, uh, brown, kind of brownish, purple. Well, they're green right now, and they're going to be iridescent purple, uh, okay. like, like royal, yeah, super royal purple. It's they crossed it with a that's a there's a native beauty berry. There's a Mexican beauty berry and an American beauty berry, and I don't see much difference other than the leaf looks a little. Yeah, and I think the one you're selling probably is a cross between oh, yeah. those two. It's called, we, we're calling it a Mexican. Uh, this is, I think it's tagged American beauty berry. Yeah. It's right. yeah. All right, so that hybrid. So Mr. Mr. Moore had, uh, had some beauty berries there. He liked that plant. Now, the deer like that, too. Do they? Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> so you got, uh, the, one, the one I, always, I got, I got it behind I, the fence. I was going to say, I always see it out where the deer could get to it. In most of the state parks, I see it just growing really? naturally. I don't, and they got yeah, deer. Yeah, that's a wild one. Huh. Yeah, I, and uh, I just... We need, yeah, to get a, to we need to get a deer to call in and answer that question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Or we'll run another or run another test. If you're a deer, give us a call, 210-308-8867. Well, uh, let's check that out. If uh, anybody else has got beauty berry out there, tell us about whether the deer are eating it or not. Because <laughs> that would be a, uh, be a real uh, good discovery if it was uh, uh, in most neighborhoods if the deer weren't eating it. 
It's not a very commonly planted plant. Yeah, that's what I was just getting ready to say. You, you know, but so many people recognize it, and they like it. It, it surprises me that more of it's not planted. Yeah. It's I, I sold one to Hank last time. Oh, okay. About there you go. That was a year or two ago. With it. She came in to get one. <laughs> she got so much shade in her yard. Yeah, she has all shade. But uh, anyway, that's that's a good plant. Maybe, maybe Hank will call it. She don't have deer. Never mind. <laughs> all right. I don't remember. Uh, anyway, the... Uh, change the subject uh i mentioned yesterday and i'll mention it again today that uh we had week before last we had several people call in uh wanting to know how to root root tomatoes Mm -hmm. of of tomato varieties that they couldn't find on the market and so i did some searching and uh I've got on topics of the month, uh, rooting tomatoes from cuttings. Now, uh, we did that because <laughs> people were thinking that uh, they're not going to be able to find some of the varieties that they like. Well, you basically said that yesterday. Yeah, but... <laughs> He's just full of good news. <laughs> <laughs> but they can find, well, you know, earlier this year, uh, we, we, I thought that uh, they were going to lose Ruby Crush, which people just love. But uh, I talked to the grower, and they're going to have a Ruby Crush, and they're going, but they're not going to have uh, BHN 968, which uh, dwarf cherry tomato that produces so much. Uh, but they'll have it. <laughs> the seed is, will be ready in October. If we're talking about doing cuttings, don't they have a couple of really big ones there that they could just make a couple cuttings from? Who? Oh, Peterson? No, they don't do from cuttings. They do from seed. Right, well, maybe they should if you say it can be done. He's not Uh, not saying whether it works or not. (laughs) They don't like it. Uh, I don't think a plant from a cutting is going to perform as well as a plant from a seed. But aren't you telling people to do that now? Huh? Are you not telling people to take cuttings? I'm telling people if they are not going to be able to find the varieties that uh, that they had this spring, that's why I'm telling them which varieties they're going to have this spring. All right, now I'm understanding. Then uh, they they might make want to make cuttings, and now's the time to do it. And how to do it is on PlantAnswers.com until. Uh, tomorrow morning, and then it's going to be taken off because I borrowed that article from somebody. <laughs> and they caught you. Uh, yeah. Well, no, they hadn't caught me, but I, I just wanted to get rid of it. I didn't write it, so it's. Uh, and if he doesn't get it off, they will catch him. <laughs> there you go. And uh, they said they're going to have uh, twenty-two fifty-five. That's, that's an interesting variety uh, because, you know, I work quite closely with with the Belgian farmer uh, Verstraten's out there. In fact, the daddy is the one that helped me uh, do with the, the different color blue bonnet. And uh, I always give them tomatoes every, every spring and fall. And Richard... 
uh, I think he's the older son, says that this 2255 is the best tomato he's ever grown. Wow. STM? 2255? Yeah. A rodeo tomato? Yeah. But it's 2255, and that's that says a lot. It's not STM, though. Yeah, I thought it was. No, it's, it's isn't it? TM, the, TM yeah, something. TM, yeah. STM is the latest rodeo tomato. Oh, wasn't that 2255 also, or? No, I don't, there's, there's, I don't there's, know. There were two, <laughs> there are two varieties with, uh, I thought it was BM or something. Yeah, yeah. And then there, the new, that newest one was the STM, and I don't know what the number was. Yeah. Can't remember the number. But they're going to have that one and Bobcat and Red Deuce and Phoenix and Celebrity and Tycoon. Now, what they will not have, which is upsets me. Red Snapper enough. they're having, too, aren't they? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Did I miss that? Yeah, I did miss that. Red, Red Snapper, uh, which has done well. And... Uh, what they will not have is Valley Cat, which was one of our nematode-resistant varieties. So that leaves us with Tycoon and Celebrity for nematode-resistant. Well, that's not good. But uh, uh, Trace, it's, ba- it's better than nothing, but it's certainly not as good as having <laughs> four different varieties yeah, to yeah. select from. <laughs> and uh, who, who was it? Trace said, no, the grower said, says, aren't some of those others nematode resistant? I says, no, sir. We've been counting on on Valicat and, and Tycoon and Celebrity. So anyway, but I, I have gotten calls from Tennessee from people wanting to know about Phoenix. They've had good, real good luck with Phoenix up there. But uh, I always think of it like in the same breath with uh, Celebrity. Yeah, Phoenix. Yeah. Is that? It seems like it's a medium, medium size. But I, you know, I rarely grow it, so I don't know for sure what how it performs. Yeah, what what blew my mind this year in our tomato contest, the biggest one, and the one I won that to won celebrity. the was celebrity. Oh, that is strange. <laughs> and uh, we've had cele- celebrity for years and years. Yeah, celebrity. If there was a contest on reliability, long-term reliability, oh, yeah. celebrity would be a, <laughs> a really a good choice. The funny, the funny thing about it, <laughs> this uh, this person that uh, uh, wrote this article about how to root tomato cuttings is contributing articles to www.tomatobible.com. Uh, www.tomatobible.com. And did you, did, oh. she's from the north, and uh, and she mainly recommends indeterminate varieties, but uh, uh, she recommends celebrity for the north. Yeah. Did you have a question? No, I didn't have a question. Hey, any announcements? No, I just wanted to let you know. Oh, did you Can want you to say, you say, yeah. Is it ugly? Don't say yeah. unless it's ugly about Milton. No. And tell sure, you all you're, you're on the air. What's up? How much I enjoy your program. Oh, Over thank you. Over 30 years. This is how I know what's on sale at uh, Millburgers. <laughs> there and you go. I listened yesterday when y'all were talking about the tomatoes, and I should have brought you some of my Juliet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I love the Juliet because I just you just go out there and pick them every day, and then of course <laughs> also your other ones. And I like the tips that you gave us about the curling of the leaves and the heat and how it's just not. It's hard. They're all under stress. <laughs> but I do want to thank you for your show. Thank you. Listen every Saturday and Sunday. Well, what's thank your, you all. What's your first name? Uh, that's what I wanted to say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Don't try to disclose or No, no. I just wanted to thank her. You. You thank you so much. All right. Well, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> thank You're you. You're welcome. We'll be back in a moment, 210-308-8867, or you can come by and tell us in person how much you like us. Either way, either way is fine. Or don't like us. We don't like we, uh, <laughs> No, that's, we get lots of calls then. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. When I was just a kid. I was always trying to do everything he did. I can still remember every lesson he taught me. Growing up, learning how to be like my old man. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-210. 308-8867, Father's Day songs provided by Al back at the station. Thank you, Al. Hey, um, talking about uh, watering and uh, making sure you're doing it efficiently and effectively, be sure to check out Millburgers and the tree hugger sprinklers that they have here at Millburgers. It's a unique concept, unique design. It has a hinge, which allows the sprinkler to open up and then wrap or hug the tree. At the base, and there's three sizes, the 7-inch, the 11-inch, and the 15-inch. And uh, you can control the amount of water. So you get a little, itty, bitty bit, or on the you know, on the sprinkler you can, or you get a lot. And that little, itty, bitty bit, bit will do the root ball. The big stuff will get the, uh, the drip line. And so uh, it's a really efficient and effective sprinkler. We have it here at Mill Burgers on sale. They also have it at HGBs. So, uh, yep, come on over here and visit with us and check it out. It's the winner of the 2021 Pinnacle Award for Best New Product, or you can learn more online at treehuggersprinklers.com. That's treehuggersprinklers.com. I like the little one. You like the little ones? Because you don't have to make it hug the tree. You just kind of around the tree. And it it hugs the birds. (laughs) Yeah. And the the feral cats. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, didn't you say that you could put it in your bird bath? Yeah, too, I did. A recir- when you're not using it for watering, you can do yeah. a recirculating uh, device. And I, t- I, I had just barely turned it on, and I didn't realize until <laughs> I, I took it out this morning, and uh, it was still where I had put it to keep the bird bath full, and it wasn't even shooting out a spurt. Out the holes, yeah, around there, it was just leaking it out. Yeah, and that's that's the way I had it. And cat, squirrels, uh, raccoons, uh, everything <laughs> found it. It's like a little Disney uh, film in yeah, your house. Yeah, it's like a cartoon. And birds and and uh, white ring doves. La, 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 la. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you've been li- if you've like been listening to the show the last. Few days, you know, that Jerry has been bringing in descriptions of <laughs> bird species. Yeah, I've never seen those two birds. Well, we 
we talked about the, if you've got uh, water and a reasonable amount of plants, you should expect probably 10 species. Oh, yeah. But if you've got a little recirculating mm-hmm. there, you know, 15, 16 <laughs> species and some of the real more colorful ones. Jerry had uh, house, <laughs> house of finches and... Uh, that one with that little... Oh yeah, with, yeah, the house finches with the red. The I've never red seen body. that thing. It had a little uh, pop up on its head. Uh, well, this time seven. of the year too, they're they're showier. Yeah, they were. After you'd mentioned it, I, I've I, noticed. I, them. <laughs> I think they were. Uh, maybe maybe he was courting. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. But <laughs> but uh, they're skittish. Uh, they fly away pretty fast. Because uh, yeah. they've never been used to me there. The interesting thing about those is they're drinking out of the water bowl on the ground with uh-huh. no circulation. And uh, they also, those birds, eat dog, eat dog food. So uh, they, hey, Well, we've uh, seen them eat cat food here, too. Yeah, every now and then they'll uh, take, take the, cat, the dog food, and then they go over and wash it down with water in the bowl. And they don't seem to mind if it's hot or not. You know, another thing, don't you have, do you have blue jays that come? No. Oh, blue jays. I used to have blue jays. Yeah, blue jays are notorious for dog food. food. (laughs) (laughs) Blue jays are kind of pretty. Oh, I I like them, too. Boy, I was walking in uh, Hardburger Park yesterday evening. And there were some beautiful cardinals. Oh, man, they were were bright, bright red. I mean. Well, in in the fall... After you know all the young have hatched and everything, that's when you see you might have <laughs> seven or eight, twelve of them at your feeders if you feed. Yeah, well, or at or at the water. I've always had a pair of cardinals, but now <laughs> I haven't seen the pair of cardinals. But there's a new pair of small. They're smaller. They must be young, I guess. Uh, uh, there's t- there's t- uh, tit mice too, but they're not as showy. No, this got, is cardinal. Yeah, they got a crest in their black. Is, yeah, <laughs> but anyway, they uh, they're after that. Uh, they like that water, and uh, they get pretty tame cardinals. Yeah, yeah. But I, speaking of blue jays, I, I when I first started feeding the birds, there I had Mexican jays, which is. A blue a blue jay on steroids, yeah. but I haven't seen any of those in years. Well, I I used to have them when we were over beyond uh, sixteen oh four. Yeah, but I haven't. All I see now is blue jays. Yeah. over by medical yeah. center. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Bart was uh, uh, was talking about a green jays, and I didn't I didn't follow up to see if uh, where he had seen them. Hmm. But uh, someplace in the in the uh, San Antonio area, but with weather like this, you're liable to see um, almost they, anything. They're coming up, looking for yeah, water and yeah, food. Yeah. Hey, Marty's on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Marty, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? All right. Thank you guys for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. What's going on? And uh, least I forget, um, Happy Father's Day to you guys. Yeah. You too. I was going to ask you. Uh, thank, thank you, thank you guys. I don't know. If, I'm pretty sure Doctor uh, 
Parsons was very instrumental, although I was kind of worried if these seeds were in his refrigerator, but I understand it's by way of <laughs> Peterson's. <laughs> I'm really, really grateful that you got a hold of the Ruby Crush tomato. Yeah, I and, was I was thinking we lost that thing. Well, I was I was having my doubts if it was in your refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still plant that. Well, that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of out in the market someplace too, isn't it? Really? Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. that's a market kind of like uh, not as not as widespread as celebrity, but yeah. it's yeah. it's uh, we see, I see it every once in a while in uh, uh, catalogs. I know my 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 grandkids. I mean, we, we I planted. We've had a uh, the Ruby Crush here the last two two years in a row, I mean for uh, summer and and the fall, and I mean it's it's as you well know it's a tomato producing machine. Oh yeah, and it, 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 it's done wonders, and I'm well, I'm so glad you got. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just I was just going to say my usual is uh, those between Ruby Crush and BHN nine sixty eight, uh, you can't go wrong in terms of taste, and they're so different. From each other, right? But, but they're right. just figures. Right. Some days that my favorite is BHN nine sixty eight. <laughs> Other days it's Ruby Crush. <laughs> it's whichever one I don't have. <laughs> yeah. I, I know my son. Uh, he he got he got the uh, red snapper, and uh, and and the, he did, he's doing real well with the red snapper. And, and yeah. Real real well. A lot of people. So, We've had like a lot that. of good yeah, reports. Yeah, yeah. Jerry and I have got on the fish tomato. Kevin right. and I can remember it as the fish tomato. Yeah, I, 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 I like right. it too. It's a pretty good plant. Oh yeah, it's it, it, it's a real good producer. And uh, my Oscar uh, okra grew tall, and uh, I think uh, it, it it definitely got over six foot tall. And uh, it, and we had some okra. I mean, it's really really good. Is yeah. it? It's not finished yet, though, is it? No, no it's, it's still going. The one that really surprised me. Was the um, the the uh, lettuce? Um, yeah, oh, I can't remember the name. The Crawford lettuce. There you go. Yeah, there you and go. I, I mean, the, the the leaves were so beautiful. I mean, we made um, my son made some hamburgers one time, and uh, and we just put it there in, in the uh, we had it there growing in the flower bed. And then my grandson <laughs> said, "Grandpa, what is that leaf?" I, and I was surprised. It was just it got so big and, and beautiful, and we just took it out and, and washed it real good. And, and my son made some hamburgers, and man, you talk about good tasting. Oh yeah. man, that was really good. It's, it's really, really that, good. That color is, is kind of maroon, isn't it? Or yeah, dark? Right, right. It kind it of reminds dark me, greenish. Yeah. And reminds I mean, me of K, KSAT. This was uh, <laughs> at the old old building, but they, you know, they would come out uh, on nice days with their lunches to some of the staff right. there, and they they yeah. peep. Picking some of the yeah. proper right? lettuce for, yeah, for their That's good. sandwiches and everything. That was <laughs> yeah. years ago. But, uh, I'll tell you, and it, it, it's tasty, too. It, it has a real good taste to it. I like it. Yeah, uh, I, I was, like the taste. And long. Uh, it lasts, right. lasts a mild taste. Uh, for yeah, it doesn't much get longer. bitter. Doesn't, I've heard yeah. people say it doesn't get bitter that much. Yeah. Fast. Uh, oh, wow. It's really good. Yeah. But there again, like I said, now, thank you for for getting the Ruby Crush. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, okay, y'all, uh, we, y'all guys we did, did good this time. We did that for kind of for you, Marty. Uh, As we I, told I us that. off the air, he said, "Don't tell Marty; yeah. it'll go to his head." Uh, but right. <laughs> <laughs> tell uh, tell David Rodriguez consider it as a superstar. I don't know if it can be under consideration, but tell him I, I got to have my vote. You know, we never made it a 
we at first we had it a year or two before we made it a rodeo tomato. Oh wow! Remember that we were well, we were doing kind of a, a de- public. Oh yeah, we a were default. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, wow. we had to rush and things had changed, and so <laughs> Jerry just said, "Well, why not just it, declare it? Make it a rodeo tomato." Yeah, well, you, uh, you know, know what it was? I don't, it was a, I don't know. It could probably be a sexy superstar, but the uh, we made 968 or, or Dwarf Cherry Surprise uh, Superstar. Well, you know what it was? It was what you call, a, a, as you all know, a sleeper. And the sleepers, sometimes they, they're, they're, uh, they come out blooming like a rose, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, hearing a lot. In fact, this this person that wrote this uh, tomato write-up, uh, she recommended a lemon, a one called lemon, and I'm pretty sure we've tested that two or three years, and she said it's the best cherry mm-hmm. there is. Really? And it's oh, wow. yellow. Oh. Wow. Like a lemon. Wow. Well, you know, isn't I can't remember what variety it is, but Neil, Neil has some favorites that... <laughs> strike me as kind of kind of different uh, yeah but uh, each one of us has a yeah has some experiences that make a favorite out of uh, but tomato. but I, I think that lemon is indeterminate i'm gonna look it up here hey marty you know do you remember yeah, what the, yeah. the the label is on uh, i know you follow follow the uh rodeo to me the label on the 22 uh, 55. What oh, God. B, is it a BM or what was We were trying to I figure. Thought it was a, I thought it was a, I could be wrong. S-M-T, I, I could be wrong. I could be right behind my ears. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah. We're no, I thought, sure it St- I thought it was STM also. STM. Yeah, yeah, STM. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, the STM, I thought, was the latest one we did. Yeah, that was the. Right. That was last year's Rodeo Tomato. Oh, okay. Right. Correct. Yeah, there were, but the ones that uh, the one that Jerry was talking about, the one earlier, there were two, right. and they are. Uh, that's uh, you know, when you get our age, you don't want to you don't right. want to have a a memory package too long. Yeah, take it as yeah. your job, there, Marty, to keep. Yep. Uh, think, Congratulations, Marty. You're, you're you're the new man in charge of that. <laughs> thank, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks yeah. for calling. Okay. Y'all take care. Okay. Bye-bye. 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 All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break and get you caught up with the news. In the meantime, you give us a call. And uh, we wanna, if, we, if we don't get to hear from you, we want to wish you a happy Father's Day. And uh, we'll be back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. More in a moment on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. All right, 210-308-8867. James is on the line. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing? Just for James? Yeah, what's going on? Oh, I'm sorry. I only caught the end. I, they brought me You're on late. You're okay. Hey, hey, happy Father's Day first and foremost to each right of you. Right back at you. Hey, man, I wish my phone had um, 
smell capability, if you will. My daughter's making it looks like a couple of hundred homemade meatballs in there. Oh, smells right. wonderful. Yeah, um, can't wait. You're cool. Hey, listen, I want to, I want to get in on that uh, STM two two five five tomato because I called y'all earlier uh, in the season, and mine had the terrible case of blossom and rot on. Uh, the early tomatoes, and it was kind of alluded maybe I didn't water correctly often enough, deep enough, and that was not the case. Um, but what I noticed now that it got hot, none of the tomatoes they filled out and they looked nice, uh, other than none of them ripened, none of them have blossom in rot. Um, I didn't have good luck with this tomato, so y'all caught my curiosity when y'all say that the Verstrottens had a tomato that they said it was the best one. Uh, which one was that that they had if it's a different tomato? Because I went on the Internet earlier after y'all started up, and I couldn't find a different tomato. It was uh, with those numbers. Eight, eight. <laughs> what did I say? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. He's two, for... two, five, five. Right. And this one is the STM2255, the current rodeo tomato. Okay. So you're saying there, there's a different one. You said that performs it's... better? Or no, reportedly? I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying that uh, this is the plants that we've given uh, Richard Verstraten uh, two two years in a row, two to three years in a row, and that he says is the best tomato they've ever grown. Okay, the same plant, the same rodeo tomato. From yeah, year. yeah, it's the same one. Okay, I was confused. I, I was confused then by the conversation. Okay, I thought there was a different tomato y'all were alluding to. Well, no, there, no. There, there were two uh, earlier rodeo tomatoes that had number... Uh, but not well, twenty-two fifty-five. I don't think. No. Yeah, so one of most ended with a sixty-nine. I think. But, oh, okay. All right. That, That's where I got confused. All right. Well, you know what? Um, you know, every year's different on growing conditions. So I'm going to give this one another shot since somebody's had good luck with it. <laughs> well, I, I don't think we've ever had a rodeo tomato that some people have pretty good luck with. Yeah, I know, because they're tested. I understand all that. But you said the Tycoon's going to be available this fall? Because that's always been a real good one for me when I can find it. Yeah, uh, people didn't like the taste of that Tycoon. But, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, they need, need to have their taste buds tested. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, the people I'm dealing with don't have taste buds. They've, I hear you. they've, they've okay. all disappeared. But no, okay. uh, Tycoon will be available. Thank goodness. Uh, okay, at Millburger and elsewhere, because Millburger's kind of far. Fanix is closer to me, um, so it's going to be well, out there on the market or just at Millburgers, or do you know? No, it'll be out in the market. Unless I buy them all. Okay. Okay, <laughs> yesterday, late in the show, I had emailed Milton a picture of my Rio Grande Gold. I don't know if he had a chance to look at it or not. It I looked, looked for sickly. it, but I couldn't find it. He couldn't find it. Okay, I can resend it to you. It looks like yeah. it's got an issue. I was hoping uh -oh. y'all could diagnose all right, I'll resend it to you. How's that? Oh, wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. It went to spam. I don't know why. Let me let, let me have it delivered, and then I'll show the – let's see if I can get it in time. Don't put People put his stuff put in spam. spam I don't know. Okay, let's see. Is that that meat that I used to eat when we were hunting? Spam? Yeah, it comes in a can. It's yeah. Real salty. Yeah. yeah. Very salty. Yeah. Do they still, they still make it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Cause uh, hey. I it a couple of years ago, and it was I horrible. In, in numerous flavors now. Uh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, we just oh, had yeah. that one. 
We, well, we uh, I wonder we, if some of the U- Ukrainian army has to eat some of it. <laughs> like we used to. We used to always take it, uh, make sandwiches out of it, and take it out when we were hunting. That and sardines. Uh-huh. And it's funny how it tasted better there. Then yeah, we, I, I thought got, it tasted pretty good. And then you get, you get. I used to get home and remember how wonderful it was, and then I tasted. Is this the same stuff? One of my hunting buddies, when we used we used to make our own sausage there, uh, anyway, the first stuff boys, and uh, one of the guys they would like to buy that spam in the can, canned ham. Yeah. And after we make sausage, he grind it up with some mayonnaise and some canned relish, and he thought that was the best ham sandwich he ever ate. <laughs> oh, my God, it was horrible. So are, are you bragging on these guys? Because my unprofessional no. opinion. Okay. Well, no, I'll, well. I'll, I'll show Jerry the picture, and then right. we'll, sh- we'll share it with Calvin in a second. What's going on? Is it that, right? You're talking about leaf curl, right? Oh. I don't the, know. Yeah, the leaves, the the leaves, leaves are curled. Cur- 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 morning, yeah. Sun and afternoon shade is what how I got it. Well, that ought to work, but uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it, it looks like it's uh, maybe a little hungry. Oh, how, well, what do you fertilize too. it with? Uh, I'm not going to tell you because you won't like it. No, no. Actually, it's timely to the earlier conversation. I use chicken manure-based fertilizer, and I I mulch I mulch it on top of the container, and it's in the soil. But it's decomposed, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's that pasteurized product. Yeah. The the thing is hungry. It needs a Miracle Grow. Or I got that. Or, uh, uh, or, I got both. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it needs something uh, quick. So now it's too late to yeah. osmocote it. Well, that's but, what I was uh, going to say because that osmocote will take it probably into the winter, and you know I don't yeah. want it to be too late. Yeah. So I'll just I'll, I'll put some Miracle Grow to it. It's not too hot to do that. No, no. Every time you okay. water it, put Miracle Grow on it. Uh, right, I'll do that. Uh, uh, you afternoon. could you could use uh, has to grow. I got uh, that as well. I uh, uh, wish yeah. it would grow. I don't have that. Have you got any wishes it would grow? No. Okay. Just has to grow and miracle grow in yeah. Osmocote. That'll work. Well, don't don't put the don't put the Osmocote on. That's too late. Yeah. Okay. I'll just I'll do the miracle grow. How's that? That'll work. But that okay. that sucker is full of peppers, isn't it? Yeah. It sure is. It's, it is. That's the one I started from seed. I was so I'm oh. so pleased with it, but. But it's starting to uh, it's starting to wilt, like you say. So maybe it'll perk up. Yeah, you know, it's got it so much fruit. It's got a lot of fruit on yeah. it. It's hard to support <laughs> but it. They're but not. If you notice, they're not turning color. They're like those tomatoes. They're just staying green. I don't know. Well, is it the heat? Uh, well, you yeah. Can... All of all of our plants, uh, when subjected to heat, like okra, even okra does it. Uh, Is that it, right? it, it ripens or gets, uh, it speeds up the ripening process. Uh, okay, so well, so that, your, that... your okra will be tougher, smaller. Okay, and, uh, yeah, I've been down that road. And the uh, peppers will be uh, sm- uh, mature smaller. So uh, I always tell people, we're going into so, weather like this and it's so hot. Uh, take take the fruit off. That's what I'm saying. So all those peppers on there, I'm 
waiting for them to turn. So go ahead and just pick them now, you yes, would suggest. Oh, yeah, you can use them now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but I, I wanted to shave some of the seed as well, too. So I wanted okay. some to ripen. Well, yeah. if, if you take those peppers now, uh, or you can leave them on, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll turn orange, and then right. they'll turn red. Right, a few of them have, but just like a handful. Very few of them have turned, which is yeah. really odd. Yeah, I would, okay. I, I would wait till they turn red. You're in a hurry, son. Relax. All right, all right. I'll save y'all meatball. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> Bye, Thank James. You. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I'm gonna have to check my uh, emails now. Someone sent me a question to ask you guys. On Montezuma cypress, does a tw- oh yeah, does a twenty-five-year-old Montezuma cypress need supplemental watering in this drought? Yes. Depends, well, it depends on where it is. Yeah. yeah I mean, if it's on the edge of a, a stream, <laughs> Creek, maybe not. Creek, no. Uh, no. But if it's on a drought, kill mine. Oh well, wow, really? You know, and a lot of people, and we used to recommend this. A lot of people plant them on slopes and oh, things, yeah. and we're really. A, it's a real challenge in terms of enough moisture. You know, that's a monogamous cypress. Yeah, it doesn't. It looks okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, mine was big. Mine was a, a big one. And uh, I didn't water it. It was during that bad drought, I guess we had. Every drought's bad. But uh, I didn't water it. It was so big. <laughs> and, and it died. That's a, that's a Lynn Lowry plant, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wonder if this one gets any water because we're near the riverbed. I wonder if there's a... Could be. Yeah. Maybe the roots go down far enough to... That's like a... You know, the mother the mother plant of that is over 100 years old. Oh, wow. And covers an entire town in huh. Mexico. Cool. The interesting story on that. What about the father? <laughs> it is Father's Day. You never I talk th- about I the think fathers. It can be mother and father. Oh, okay, good. It's kind of kinky in there. No, Billy's on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, Billy. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Uh-oh, Billy, are you there? Billy, Billy. Billy? Okay. I don't know if that's on us or on Billy. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm here. There now. you are. Hey, Billy. Okay, good. What's going on? Uh, well, I just heard you talking about Rio Grande pepper a while ago, and I never have grown it before, but I'm growing it this year, and mine's turning red. I didn't know it was supposed to be red in color. Oh yeah, it, it first comes on as as yellow. If you get if you got them in early, yeah, that's mine. Mine all turned red too, and they're nice and big, but. Right now, that's not their favorite time, but, yeah, they, but they're... They stay smaller, yeah, and they yeah. turn red faster. What I like about them is that I just, it's the first time I've noticed the taste is uh, uh, really kind of kind of different and interesting. Yeah, yes. Cause when you compare it to banana, yeah, right. banana pepper, <clears throat> which is uh, productive and uh, uh, not hot, a mild pepper, but... Uh, the and banana doesn't really doesn't belt, have doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't have a taste as the the regular bell pepper make you belch, Calvin. I don't. I never noticed that. <laughs> well, you notice if you Billy. Belt. Have you eaten any of the pe- the Rio Grande Gold? 
No, I haven't. I, I'm not really a pepper eater. I just grow them for the fun of it. I, I'll taste it, though, and see what it tastes like. But I used to, a long time ago, when I was uh, active in Master Gardeners, I used to seed them for them. And all of them they ever sent me to take seed out of, they were more or less gold in color. Yeah. Yeah, they start gold. And I, most of us, in a typical year, would harvest them when they were gold. Oh, yeah. But right well, now they're, tr- they're trying to collect seeds, so they're holding them on the bed plant yeah and mine, mine, never been, mine never been gold this year they went from yellow to green to red hmm. huh. ah, funny how 100 degrees yeah. i used to do that <laughs> yeah that's that's you you probably need to take those red ones off or even when they turn any color you take them off and take the, the seed it will be ripe hey, i'll do that i just wondered what was going on Oh, just hot weather. I tell you what, go out there and stand by, Billy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, uh, I, I, <laughs> Billy's no fool. At 5 o'clock. I, Isn't it amazing to, how it gets hot, hottest at 5 o'clock? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, that's when I watch the news. So whatever I'm going <laughs> to do, I do before then. Why don't, why don't you sh- put a little shade over? Uh, I do. It's uh, part of w- I have three, and I think uh, one or two of them are in the shade. Oh, but. good. Okay. I I, I think uh, a little sh- a little shade will help them out, even even though uh, you know the commercial growers don't grow them in the shade. But we can kind of baby our pepper plants and, and our plants too. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Thank you too, Billy. Thanks, Billy. You too. All right. Same to you. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Choke you up, didn't A little bit, yeah. (laughs) Kevin writes in This Week in the Garden. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) The, The weather this spring and summer is a special challenge for newly planted trees and shrubs. That almost sounds like a Neil Sperry ride. Oh, is that the... Especially a special challenge. I mean, they're going to dry out and die if you don't water. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put it in Parsonia. That's the way you would have written it? Yes. Fool. If you don't get out there and water it, fool, it's going to die. It's going <laughs> to dry up and die. All right. And it may be... Just different styles it may for be. different people. <laughs> it may be too late. For people that planted early hollies and shrubs like that? Oh. If you hadn't been watering, that slow watering we're talking about, mm-hmm. then, <laughs> you know, hollies don't show. Oh, they, they don't they, wilt. They just go? They, they just have leaf discoloration. And oh. Make you crazy trying to figure it out what it is. Plants have been that have been planted for less than two years should be watered at the base so the root ball stays moist enough to provide water for the crown. Yeah. Basically, so the root ball will stay moist. Because when the root ball dries out, the tree dies. And you can't see that. That's below ground. So uh, that's where we're talking about putting our uh, tree hugger and those types of things around there. Watering when the soil dries to two inches works well, and then water generously. 
Now, Calvin, are you talking about the soil on top of the root ball dries to two inches? I am. Okay. So, not two inches into the root ball. No. No. If you, uh, but two inches, usually you have uh, at least two inches of soil over the root ball. Yeah. And then you, you probably have, hopefully you have some uh, uh, mulch over it, too. Yeah. But uh, if you haven't watered yet, <laughs> uh, you better, and, and you, you should see the top of that root ball, you better take a re- piece of rebar or something and and jam it into that root ball and see if it's wet down there. Because if that root ball is not wet, the two inches of, of water on the outside of the soil is not doing any good. It's got to be in that root ball. Because the root ball hasn't has spread out yet and uh, into the dry soil where there's no water, so it's not going there. Wrenched fill your bird baths every day to ensure birds have access to enough fresh water. I uh, certainly agree with that. Add a circulating uh, mechanism to enhance the birds in your spirit. Uh, do you happen to know how much those cost? Yeah, I think the one we, Judy and I had was uh, $38 in the Internet. Okay. But, they're, yeah, they varied from, uh, this, and this was a couple of years ago, but uh, they varied from about uh, 19 bucks to... You could spend them three hundred, four hundred bucks. Uh, oh my goodness! Fancy one. There were some really uh, inexpensive ones uh, that I, I know some gardeners use that were solar powered. Oh, oh that's they a cool were idea. Cool. Yeah, they were cool because you could, you'd, uh, the kids, you know, that were into the environment, they, they liked them, and the birds liked them fine too. <laughs> they, uh, th- this one that we have is just unbelievable in terms of. You know, you can can leave it go. The water goes down because of the evaporation and everything, and then the birds in there splashing. <laughs> but it just continues to uh, to function and to, to survive even when there's very little water in it. That just amazes me. Is it still all, working? All, all these years, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Did um, you get so, it Birds Unlimited, or where did you get it? No, I, I don't. I don't. She got it all from the Internet. Okay. I don't. I don't remember who the retailer was that sent it to us. Yeah, that's. Uh, You'll have to get on the internet. Uh, You'll have to get on the internet. There you go. Uh, the. Uh, well, I, I think a Birds Unlimited does have. Yeah, some, they have some, some things like that. We use. Did, uh, I don't think we have them now, though. Here at Millburgers. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. Uh, while we got a second, and uh, encourage you to give us a call at 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 9 30 a.m. This is the answer. me and you doing what I've always wanted to. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, tell you real quickly about the fine folks at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control since 1976. Warren Remy and the gang over there at Spider-Man has been your web of protection, helping keep your home pest-free. And no matter what those pests are, uh, Warren Remy can help you out with that. We talked about ants yesterday, <laughs> uh, but it could be fleas. It could be mosquitoes. It could be uh, rodents in the attic. Uh, it could be whatever it is. Uh, make sure that uh, Spider-Man is on your team, keeping your home pest-free. And uh, from the damage they cause or the nuisance they are, um, like I said, Warren's been doing this for quite a bit. And he knows what he's doing. And I like the fact that he's going to include you in the process, and he's going to look at it holistically. So uh, give him a call at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. Or online, you can find him at GoSpiderManPest.com with a link to all those great Google reviews, too, So which is really good. People love working with Spider-Man and Warren Remy and the gang over there at Spider-Man Pest Control. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. You know what that lowdown son of mine did? I was out of town for a couple, well, almost a whole week, and he brought in a cleaning lady. Into my house. Oh, it's poor and, roaches. And got all of my trophy roaches. Oh, there you had huge roaches, too. I had trophy roaches. I, you know, I would kill them and leave them where they were. Yeah. And well, what they about, were uh, couldn't, he, the couldn't he retrieve the meat? Huh? C- couldn't he? I mean, did, couldn't he collect all the meat uh, from the roaches? <laughs> no, ro- I, ro- just, I just leave them laying out there. So that they would scare other roaches away. And so he goes in there, or the cleaning person goes in there and vacuums up all my roaches. Well, Trace would appreciate that. I'm crushed. Yeah, the vacuuming skill. Oh, I know. And you were, this is going to, you know, people don't know this, but you were on the list for Roacher Magazine. There you go. A top roach (laughs) Breeder in, 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 in Texas, this is going to kill your chances to win this year. <laughs> I tell you, it broke my heart because I've been collecting those for. Oh yeah, you had roaches two. since the seventies. I yeah. think that it lived with you. Yeah, look at this. He's yeah, al- the, almost the same size as a roach. Yeah, he's your little pup. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Drip, yes. drip irrigation covered by mulch is especially efficient if you set up the drip set up the drip system and apply the mulch when the soil is moist and before the plant is stressed. In other words, don't don't put mulch on top of a dry soil. And, and a, well, the main point there is that um, drip irrigation is not generally looked on as an, an, an emergency water supply no. option. You want that, you want to start watering before it's in, it's into an emergency situation <laughs> so that, so that because the roots have to develop right. to take advantage of the drip. Right. So if you, they, they, so many people 
you know, get gets to be a hundred and really, <laughs> really dry, and then they turn it on, and in two days the, the drip irrigation has not uh, gotten enough water to the plant, and oh, it yeah. continues its <laughs> decline. Decline, yeah. Uh, I I have a question for Calvin. Okay. Go ahead, Calvin. Are you ready? Have you ever have you seen or do you have a definition of drip irrigation? What is drip irrigation? I probably would put one together, but I don't have a um, tip of my tongue. I, I'm to I'm just thinking. When most people think of drip irrigation, and by the way, Dennis has looked on this. Check oh. this out. I put my top. Top reporter. Okay. <laughs> and uh, if you if you look, most people think of drip irrigation as a tubes running by with little holes in them. But uh, if you look at the drip irrigation uh, definition that have been uh, listed, they just talk about uh, slow slow water. Which could be accomplished Soaker with hoses. upside down sprinkler. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking of is, uh, let's see, we're in stage what two now or three? Two. Two. Yeah, and we're not. They say Saw says we're not going to three. We're not going to three. No, because we've got the reserve. Oh, the reserves. reserves yeah. That's good. But uh, let's see and. Uh, when is it you can only use drip irrigation? Well, when Mark was here, Mark was here, he said we could continue to use it during the during the week. Um, drip irrigation. Drip irrigation. But then I saw something uh, in the paper that talked about it uh, just on our on our day, and I don't think that's. I don't think that's true. I think you can continue in stage two. Now, stage three, I think it switches to to a uh, uh, limiting you. I mean, it becomes not, uh, impractical because you can't use it enough to put to put water yeah. in there. So now that, that that is an issue on drip irrigation because a, a lot of the staff there at the saws is not real comfortable with... Uh, uh, drip irrigation, they think of it, and soaker hoses, they think of it as being a more sophisticated technology than people are willing to yeah. follow. So, well, I mean, it's good. Uh, it's a, you, cannot, you could argue that because yeah. we, we, we just, <laughs> just the discussions we have with our gardeners, yeah. you'd know, you know that that's a, it's a complex thing. Yeah, if you could define what drip irrigation is. In other words, if it's a slow, uh, slow use, slow use, uh, slow uh, flow of water to the root zone, it has to be that, a permanent. That's one. That's one. Well, that used to be in the definition, unless they've changed it. You know, it can't be a some something you temporarily put out. It has to have a turn off and turn on and uh, permanent. Okay. But uh, could, couldn't you do that with a sprinkler hooked up to a hose? You, you, uh, 
but you could argue i mean you you could try to do that and and there would be arguments here i th i think saws has uh, been quite reasonable what they if, if they what they would want to do is not waste any water yeah so if you're you're using a system that doesn't waste water and you understand how it's working they yeah. uh, i think they're generally uh, accepting that that's what i'm doing with my tree hugger okay no no wor no runoff for the tree hugger but you know it's it's prob at some point it's i can't remember who uh, one of the irrigators that we deal with was uh, was talking about we we probably had to s sit down again with the industry and the saws and, and kind of reestablish that because because of the uh, saws was uncomfortable with it and the yeah. industry was uh, didn't want it uh, eliminated. Oh yeah. Well, uh, with this drought coming up, and uh, you know a lot of a lot of people in in this town can't afford. A drip irrigation system. They can barely afford to pay the water bill and barely afford to pay the electric bill. But they have sprinklers and hoses. If they just lower the volume of those, I think they would, uh, you know, just have the ba uh, a drip irrigation system is really not uh, dripping. If you look at the commercial people. They they uh, say that uh, you operate them at 10 pounds per pressure, 10 pounds psi of pressure, and uh, have have a squirt, or it depends on the size of your orifice. Remember that method. Depends on the size of your orifice how okay. how, how tall the squirt is. And it's four inches, four inches. It's 10 pounds of pressure. Well, you can do that with a sprinkler hose, turn it upside down, or a sprinkler period. Just have the water slowly come out of there. And during this drought, uh, I think they need to have that option or think about that option. Anyway. All right, well, Susan is on the line, so let's help okay, her out. In good. fact, she has a watering question as well. 210. 308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi, Susan. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm well. Thank you. Um, Good. My daughter planted six dwarf Yukon hollies in her backyard about two months ago. Um, I helped to plant them so they were put in well, and I'm watering them every night after work. And I'm wondering, can they get too much water? Are they hollies? Yeah. Yeah, dwarf yupon hollies. Yupon, yeah. They could if the, yeah. if the soil doesn't isn't drained. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if there is, is she in town here or uh, in a rock? No, she's Verde. Oh well. Pfft. Okay, what? that's that's definitely rocky. Okay, she, so is that uh, well, How is she watering them every night? With a hose. By hand? Yes. Yeah, that, 
I would bet that she's not watering enough. Really? Uh, yeah. I was afraid uh, she would rot. No. Well, it's, no, no, Yopon hollies are pretty, you know, they're natives. And uh, up in that country where it's mainly rocky soil, drains well, you can be fooled into thinking you're watering enough and you're not. Oh. Because the, the plant will tell you that it needs yeah, more water. Especially, when did you say with the planted? A couple of months Two ago? Two months ago. Yeah. Two months. Two months. And okay. I assumed that because it's too much? No. <laughs> okay. I said it's two months ago you said you, they planted them. Yes, 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 yes. So and I that, asked her last night, how do they look? Because I was, I was afraid with the rocky stuff, even though we put soil in, in un, uh, good soil in underneath where we bit, we put them in, I was afraid that it was like a kettle effect and they would rot. But you're saying the, no. they drink because of the rock. I don't, I don't think they'll, <laughs> they'll ever rot. Not Yopon and Holly. Uh, but okay. The, okay. The, uh, the trick is, in that rocky soil, uh, the water drains through so fast. So, uh-huh. you know, Calvin and I were talking about a drip irrigation system. She would okay. be much better off if she put it in a drip hose or, or something and flipped it upside down and uh, probably run it maybe instead of watering every day by hand, which is hard to do in a hundred degree temperature. Uh, let it let that let that drip operate uh, two or three hours every other day. Okay. But uh, make sure that the, the it's right on the on the root ball of the plant you plant. Yes. Okay. Right on the root ball. And turn when you okay. turn the drip system on, you'll make sure that. Uh, the orifices are pointed down and are leaking, are working. Okay. Okay. Well, and she's watering. That, that way she's never over water. Okay. All right. All right, then. If she doesn't do that, then she can con- should continue doing what she's doing. Well, and, she, and yeah, you, she could. I mean, that, that, if she's watering enough at the base... She could get by on doing what she's doing, as as okay. long as that is adequate. But what we're worried about is Jerry and I have seen quite often it's hard to be patient when it's a hundred degrees <laughs> out there, and uh, you don't add enough. Yeah, you would you would have yeah. you know five to ten minutes. It would take at least probably ten minutes on each plant to really get it good. But well, she may it may be fine if the plants look good. Well, that's the problem with Holly. Yeah. They don't oh, ever yeah, look yeah, bad yeah. until they're dying. Until they flop, flop over, yeah. We've okay, heard that before, too. Okay. You got you got the best rub in the world right there. So, I uh, know. I They're wonderful. And the only way, about the only way to t- damage them or kill them is don't water underwater. Okay. I know she's spending more than 10 minutes per bush in the backyard it's her new home she just planted them she loves them and she's taken she 
every single night she goes out with the hose and waters them really good. Sounds what good. What a good girl. Sounds good. You did you did well. Oh, I think I did. Thank you very much. Okay, <laughs> Thanks. You take care. Bye. 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 That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. So you give us a call. And uh, let's talk gardening with you right after this on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. You give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Still plenty of time to answer your questions at 210-308-8867. Milton, have you noticed Oh, I'll check my email, too. Oh. (laughs) Go ahead. Have you noticed that uh, pink... uh, Really? Oh, there's more of them. And look at the size of the bloom. Yeah. Uh, that's it's, it's bigger. They usually don't have that pink one there, but uh, it's showier, I think, in the shade. I think the, you're right. Than the blue one. And that you know who produced that, who bred that? Greg Grant. Yeah. His stepson. <laughs> Greg Grant. <laughs> That's you can what, just uh, guess Greg Grant on most of these and be pretty close to the yeah, that's, or 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 you could be more conservative and say first somebody who's passed on. <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. next step is That'll be the first question. Yes. Yeah. Well, have they passed on? Yeah. No. Greg Grant. <laughs> he, and then too, if the he, answer is yes, I don't know where to go, but but uh oh, look at that guy with a basket of the he's I think he's probably getting some of the last ones of those then. He's got two or three of them. The the blue plumbago, you see him? See him out by the horse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there's some right here, too. Yeah, there are some over here. Okay. It's, it's still okay. Come on out and get the blue plumbago. Right there, yeah, there was a big section up there. Do you th- are you saying that most of them? I didn't. Well, he only them. said he had, a, uh-huh. I don't know, like 10 left or something. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're pretty spectacular. What's wrong with that and okra out there? there's your... your uh, the pink one. What is that one that you guys were talking about? Should be a the foxglove or the no no the coneflower. The the pink flower right behind Jerry there, uh, next to the tree. Oh, pavonia. Pavonia. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, rock Is that road. another uh, blue plumbago right there too? A I think section? I think so. Yeah. Well, there's some in the three gallon, the number threes, and there's some in the number ones. So, Milton, what's wrong with that okra out there on the table? You figure that out? I don't know if anything's wrong with it. Look at it. The leaves are droopy. It's, it's hot? Hot with a little teeny root system. Oh. And probably dry. You need to adopt it and bring it home and give it some water. <laughs> but I, it'll, it'll grow past that. It's I, tough. Yeah. I planted some by seed, and 
It's <laughs> taken off, doing well so far. I'm glad you did that because, you know, we packaged that seed yeah. when uh, Gosh, yeah, Jack Hoover was here. Jack did a good and job. And that's been a couple of years ago. And so, well, we know uh, what I'm really worried about is a, a Crawford lettuce seed because yeah. it's a small seed. Uh, the larger the seed, the longer it'll survive. Oh, dormant. So if you got gourd seeds, you're in yeah. good shape. Or, or uh, uh, people have a lot of heirloom bean plants. <laughs> I was looking for a, a butter be- a butter bean, not a butter bean, a lima bean uh, that was all white. And in the hill country, when I was give gardening permit over there. Everybody would bring in their heirloom butter bean or lima bean, but they were pot, uh, speckled. That specks all. Uh-huh. But uh, finally, somebody brought in an heirloom uh, all-white uh, lima bean. Uh, it was a, it grew on a on a vine. Yeah, when I used to uh, bring my part of my crop, my peaches, to mm-hmm. Houston. And the, er- the earliest peaches were in uh, May. And th- that's when the the, be- those, the big beans were sold. Yeah. And then later, the other beans came through. But, <laughs> but I would, yeah, that was always fascinating. There were like four or five different kinds of, of beans that people grew. Yeah, but they had, they had beans... People, some people brought in beans that were damn close to 100 years old. Oh, wow. And th- they were always... In the family. That's th- cool. Ethnic groups, too, had special... Seemed to have yeah, special... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Special groups that grew them and sold them and uh, cook, cooks <laughs> and chefs that sought them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of ethnic groups, uh, I was driving in Tennessee right outside my hometown and I looked over and there was a planting of uh, what we did uh, called San Antonio coxcomb mm-hmm. and that's a plant that was pla- passed around generation to generation oh is that right yeah was it a big version uh, yeah the big version and uh, of course there was always some some small ones, uh, ones that didn't make big heads. Yeah, this is... The one we have here is a smaller. Yeah, right. Yeah, I always find these hard to grow here, e- easy, relatively easy in Minnesota in the summertime. But, yeah. But the, in this heat, it's tough. The one my uh, you mother-in-law get, You get some, get some seed of that big one. And don't... One. See, once the, the problem with a cocktail is once it goes to seed... Our head, once it has a head on it, stops growing. So you so keep pruning. Uh, you get, yeah, keep you can't, trimming you it can't make it go out, come out of that. Well, it's, if you have that one in some neighbor's yard yeah. <laughs> that you find, uh, didn't you say your mother-in-law? And yeah, open? and I don't, I don't think, I don't know when she planted it, but she said, I haven't planted it in 20 years. There you go. And it just seeds and fills it. It's like every little crack. Every, yes, that's it. Every rock, every rock garden. Can thing. she send you some seed? Oh, I'll ask her. She'd be delighted to. Yeah. Okay. You can grow that method. Woohoo! Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll ask her. But that's that. That's an heirloom plant that's been pla- passed down from generation to generation. 
because it's so easy to grow. I was wondering if they grow it in New Braunfels at all. There's yeah, so, I bet they so do. So many ethic. Yeah, I mean, so many heirloom plants up there. I bet. I bet they grow. I bet a lot of people have zinnias that they've kept the seed on. Yeah. You know that old big one that uh-huh. the versus always wanted. Yeah. <laughs> the big one. Well, they have the hybrids, but they don't have that old original big one. Had big flowers on it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, how do we get off on that? Oh, uh, uh, the lima beans. Lima beans. There you go. Uh, this tomato that I was talking about, that this person was bragging about, that wrote this uh, write-up that I'm that's on Plant Answers until tomorrow morning. Then it'll be taken off of PlantAnswers.com. So if you want to uh, write up on how to root root tomato cuttings uh you need to go on plant answers in the topics of the month and the first listing is uh how to root tomato cuttings from the tomato bible and it's called www.tomatobible.com that's good Mm -hmm. good way to remember that anyway she talks about high yielding uh varieties of tomatoes if you want heavenly tomatoes, there you go. And the the only the only one that she mentions that we recommend is Celebrity, because mm. it's not indeterminate. In other words, it's a smaller growing plant. But she mentions one called Sun Gold. S U N Gold. Sun Gold. That sounds familiar. I don't know why. Yeah, well, it's, it was, it's familiar to me too. It was here. Uh, when when Trace was taken, whatever he could get. Is that right? Oh, is that okay? Yeah, from some from a s- suppliers yeah. that we normally didn't use, but they had uh, they had uh, selections. Yeah, I think we've had it in our test, and it does extremely well. But uh, it's an indeterminate plant. In other words, a great big growing plant. It's a cherry. Is it a heat setter, or cherries are all heat setters? No, cheers, and we proved that. that no. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Days to maturity is 65. Average fruit per plant listed as about 120 fruit per plant with 20 to 25 fruit per truss, T-R-U-S-S. Hmm. Uh, is that cluster? No, it's, I think it's a, a structural Oh, that they run on, huh? Okay. Uh, average fruit size and weight one inch. Because don't our with our uh, they, they 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 are have a little different shape. Don't our ruby crushes? Don't they? They, they yeah. kind of have those arms right. that come out. Yeah. But anyway, she she uh, whoever wrote this says this is a flavor favorite in my garden. Sun golds make the best gardening snack. They have a tropical, sweet, fruity flavor. (laughs) They produce prolifically and are long-lasting. Of all the cherries I have grown, Sun Gold wins for flavor and usefulness. They go into the canning pot, soup pot, and make excellent dried tomatoes. The challenge is using them all. So uh, some of you that want to try out. 
Now, I, I don't know if we need to try it in the, in the fall because it's indeterminate. Probably have a few tomatoes, but it, it'll have, some of you would like to try different tomatoes. But give this one a try. I, I, th I think we've had the good luck with it in our trial, but because it's indeterminate, it doesn't fit into our system. But that's a good one, I, I, I think, from what I hear. And then they recommend beef, big beef, as a good one. No. No. And then Any of the beef names good ones? <laughs> no. Okay. For well, us. They, they had, we had uh, beef steak. Yeah. That was the original beef. And then uh, they increased, they uh, improved that thing, and they called it Beef Master. Right. But, uh, and it was nematode resistant. But it was uh, indeterminate. Yeah. All right, got about a minute left. Uh, okay, I just want to people, remind people again. How hot is it, Milton? I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to try the, uh, try the rooting the tomatoes, I, I, with the number of tomatoes we're all going to have from transplants, I don't think you really need to try it unless you just want to do it for an experiment. Okay. All right. Well, listen, we're going to wrap things up today. Thank you for uh, listening and being a part of the show. We want to wish everybody on behalf of Mill Burgers a happy Father's Day. Still time to come out here and get a gift for Dad. That gift card was a good idea because there's probably something that, that you know he wants and he can find it here at Mill Burgers. And he can get it when it's in or he can get what he's looking for. So uh, head on over here and get that. On behalf of the docs, thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.